we talk about our tagline, Real Possibilities, what we're really trying to do is help people define for themselves what the next 50 years are going to be like. Recognizing the possibilities. Life really isn't over when you've turned 50 or 60 or 70. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Interesting People podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking with ARP Maryland about the Healthy Working Families Act. Today, I'm joined by David Conway. Nancy Carr. And you're the Associate State Director of Communications for AARP Maryland, right? That is correct. Nailed it. So today we're talking about the Healthy Working Families Act. Now, this is a law that's been on the books since February. For people that haven't heard about it, what's the law in a nutshell? The law is basically designed to help individuals, caregivers, as well as other Maryland workers, earn sick and safe leave from their job in order to not lose their position or any chance for promotion or anything along those lines. So it's a safety net for someone, say, like a mother or a father that's also taking care of their parents as well as their children? Exactly. That's correct. It provides sick leave where AARP's interest is. It allows the employee not only to take sick leave if they're sick, but also to take care of a child or a parent or a sibling, I believe, is also included for those family caregiving responsibilities that we all have. It's been a while for this thing to get passed. The Maryland General Assembly passed it last year in the 2017 session. Governor Hogan did veto the bill, and then the legislature overrode the veto in January. So the law took effect in February of this year, and as of February, eligible employees began to accrue their earned leave people earn their leave, what's that process? My understanding is is that it's an hour for every 30 hours worked, and then there's a maximum amount that can be earned. I think it's 40 hours a year. And of course, you still have to work with your employer in terms of adequate notice and getting permission to take the leave and things like that. This affects businesses with more than 15 or more employees. And then for those with 14 or fewer employees, those employees can earn unpaid time off. So even Even non-full-time people can still have that safety net. Yes. It's part-time employees are also eligible for this. I believe that it's people who work 12 or more hours per week. The details about the new law are on the Department of Licensing, Labor, and Regulation website. What is the standard caregiver in Maryland? Is it a man? Is it a woman? In Maryland, we've estimated there's 771,000 individuals who identify as family caregivers. The typical family caregiver is a woman, maybe 49 years old in her late 40s who is caring for an elderly parent as well as still having children at home. But nearly half of the family caregivers are men. It's not just a one gender issue. Do we see a lot of people that are living with the person they're taking care of? Is this a household where you're seeing children, grandparents in the same house? Or does this also benefit people that are with hospice or in a home? It benefits anybody who is a family caregiver. It's similar in some ways to the Federal Family Leave Act, where you could take leave to take care of a child if you were part of an eligible organization. You can use the sick leave if you're sick, but you can also, if it's your child or an eligible family member, And so for the family situations, there are a lot of multi-generational families living together, but it's not restricted to that. With the accruing, is there a limit to how much you can get? Some employers may choose to limit the yearly leave to 40 hours, but you should be able to carry over the unused leave. So David, with 
40 hours, how big of a lifestyle change is that? You never quite know what you're going to run into. But I think just knowing that you have the time to tend to the issues that might be coming up that might be very important, that just having two or three hours away to either run your loved one to the hospital or to the doctor or to pick them up or just to spend some time with them provides you something that maybe you didn't have before. And that is one of the real benefits. It's hard to say now exactly whether or not 40 hours is enough time, but over a year's period of time, I think the sense is that at least it provides you something. It gives you a little bit more than you had before. How did you get involved with the ARP? I spent 42 years in the surgical device business and sales and sales management and retired at the end of 2017. I've been a member of AARP for over a decade, and because of the good work that they do, I had wanted to get into something after retirement that allowed me to get involved in the community and really give back. And AARP just does so many different things. And the staff in Maryland are really outstanding folks. And I found myself really coming in and getting engaged in various things that they're doing now, whether it be advocacy down in Annapolis or whether it be for issues such as this. What are some of the things that really surprised you when you were taking a deeper dive into the AARP? Well, I think most people think of AARP in terms of it's an organization for older people. Uh, When you turn 50 plus, you get your card. It gives you discounts at merchants. It gives you things along those lines. At least that's what I thought. I had no idea how many areas that they are involved in that really are associated with seniors. Things from fraud prevention, scam prevention, affordable housing, areas that I have often been interested in. And this having a mother who is 93, who I care for, and having a mother-in-law who spent about 15 years with us before she passed. Me and my wife have been involved in caring for seniors for some time. So this is something I saw AARP doing, and I really found it quite interesting. How is Maryland for aging right now? We've talked about Montgomery County making huge leaps forward. What are some of the goals that you guys have for Maryland? Well, Montgomery County has joined the network of age-friendly communities, and that is a world health organization sponsored initiative that looks at eight domains of livability. And the domains include things like transportation and walkability, open spaces, access to services, various different markers that make a community more age-friendly. Our goal at AARP overall is to empower people to age in the way that they choose to. And for a lot of folks, that means staying in their homes. For others, maybe it is finding a senior living community. One of the real taglines with AARP, and you'll notice in our logo, it's real possibilities. I think a lot of that has to do with helping seniors recognize that there are opportunities and possibilities that they may not have thought of before in terms of just moving forward. And AARP has a website called I Heart Caregivers. It's a community for people to come share their stories. We have resources available for family caregivers to find out where to get help that may be available in their state or county to help support them in their role. We have advocacy initiatives to help family caregivers. For example, AARP in Maryland lobbied successfully for something called the CARE Act. That's the Caregiver Advise, Record, and Enable Act. That allows somebody who's hospitalized to designate 
their family caregiver and identify that person. And that person is allowed to communicate with the healthcare professionals about the care of the patient. And most importantly, the caregiver is supposed to be taught how to care for that individual when they come home. So many tasks for family caregivers used to be things that a nurse would do changing bandages, hooking up oxygen, maybe administering IV, changing a catheter. And we're not trained professionals. And so what the CARE Act does, it makes sure that if I'm taking my mom home from the hospital, that I have the right to ask them and they need to tell me what do I need to do at home to keep mom safe and comfortable and prevent her from going back to the hospital because I did something wrong. We don't want that to happen either. So that's called the CARE Act. And that was passed in 20. 16, and AARP was a big supporter of that. In fact, one of the links that you guys provided us is people can print out a care card to hand to someone at the hospital. It's fantastic. We have those downloadable wallet cards. We have them in English and Spanish. It's a great tool to have because when you're in the thick of it, sitting in the hospital room waiting to be discharged, this is a good reminder, a checklist, if you will, to make sure that you've asked the personnel there everything you need to know and just have it there as a handy reminder. And sometimes you can just pick it up and show it to them and say, no, really, you have to tell me how to do this or I'm not leaving. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do that once with my own mom. And just flashing that CARE Act card made a difference. Emotional, I've been thinking so much from the point of view of the caregiver, but the person that's being taken care of, it's got to be, you have to feel a little bit better knowing who's going to take care of you, knowing that they have been prepared, that they that they have those extra steps. That's got to be a world of good for the person that's going to be going home with someone. Absolutely. I think it gives them a certain peace of mind, knowing that yeah. this person is going to be respected and empowered to give you the best care they can. You know, in today's society, a lot of these, what we are calling family caregivers, are not necessarily related by blood. In many cases, it might be a partner, it might be a roommate, it might be a neighbor, or it could be maybe somebody from your church. The CARE Act and the CARE Act wallet cards recognize that anybody can be a caregiver to somebody else. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be your next of kin who's doing this. And the hospitals need to recognize that. 2016, without 2017 to get this, a lot of momentum for ARP. There is a lot of momentum. There are a lot of issues out there. You think of ARP as this national organization, but really we're nationwide. We have a local presence in every state and the territories. And in the communities that we're in, we're doing this kind of advocacy for family caregivers. We are working on ways to help people save for retirement, advocating for things like rural broadband access so people here in Frederick can have reliable internet and telephone service because it's hard to believe in this day and age that that's still an issue. But it is in the rural areas as well as the thick of the inner city. And so we know that for seniors and people over 50, that's a real life. We work hard on that issue to try to ensure that that's going to happen. We work to block surcharges on utility bills, especially when you're retired and on a fixed income. Every little bit helps, and it feels like no matter how many lights you turn off, they're always trying to find a way to raise your electric bill. So we're working on that, and that's what we do in Annapolis during the legislative session. And we bring our volunteers in, too, and take them around and introduce them to their representatives so that the delegates and senators know that this person from their neighborhood is an AARP member and wants them to 
be aware of the needs of the 50 plus, the fact that we're here and we care about issues and we vote. It's not all serious. We also can have a lot of fun. We call it fun with purpose. We have things like movies for grownups where we have a free movie night. We will send out a mass email in the area where the movie's going to show and invite them here in Frederick. We had a showing of Glenn Campbell's documentary, I'll Be Me. And we also had a caregiving conversation around that because, as you know, he had Alzheimer's disease. Mm. That was a fantastic event. We just completed a statewide food drive to replenish food pantries in the spring because, as you know, the donations drop off after the holidays. So we were in eight locations across the state collecting food to replenish the food pantries. We do yoga. (laughs) We We had yoga for caregivers because caregivers have a hard job and we wanted to help provide a way for them to relax and relieve some stress. And next week, May 10th, we're helping to build an outdoor classroom at a school in West Baltimore. It's a school that's in a struggling neighborhood. And we've got these volunteers with the AARP Experience Corps. There are 300 of them in schools in Baltimore City who are helping children in third grade learn how to read and help them develop strong study skills. And these volunteers are so passionate about helping these children that we've come together with them. And we are creating this outdoor space at James McHenry Elementary School. And we're going to be building flower beds and a weather station and a science learning spot. And we're all doing it. It's called The Big Dig, and we're doing this on May 10th. We're going to have 100 people of all ages, AARP volunteers, and even some staff from our national office are coming in. And we're going to do something fantastic for this school, and we're going to have so much fun doing it. I definitely think a lot of people may just limit ARP to just, as you were saying, you get that card in the mail. You get that but card def- in the mail. What was your first thought when you got the card in the mail? Because I still remember when my father got it. I remember the look at his face like, oh, I'm old. Well, you know, it was interesting because I actually looked at it as a badge of honor. I had actually reached 50. But I really did not realize that the organization really was so, so much more. But as a guy in industry, I recognized that, well, they clearly must partner with various companies and allow their name to be used in order to partner with, say, an insurance company that provides benefits to seniors or merchants that want to attract more seniors. That was what I think most people see it, just from the commercial side of the equation. But when I talked to others who really knew, the first thing out of their mouth was, oh, no, the advocacy is their big thing. I mean, that is what they are really doing, is championing causes that matter to seniors. And that was the thing that I have come to really realize, that that is really what they are about. And everything else is not as important as it is to recognize the needs that seniors have. We talk about our tagline, Real Possibilities. What we're really trying to do is help people define for themselves what the next 50 years are going to be like. We know people who have started a new business. We met people who started a distillery, a father and a son. The son turned 50 and he decided he wanted to do something else. So we love hearing these stories and we encourage people to find their passion, never stop looking for their passion. For a lot of the folks that we work with, for our volunteers, volunteering becomes their passion. For others, you know, maybe they take up a new hobby. I learned how to swim at the age of 47. Life really isn't over when you've turned 50 or 60. We're 70. That's one of the things. Like, I don't know how old the ARP organization is. We turn 60 this year in June. Over those 60 years, life expectancy, I believe, has only gone up. up. So the up. mission has had to have changed over that time because people are more active 
from that 50 mark That's than they exactly were at right. the start of it. And that is the one thing that even I have found, you know, that I'm sitting here now in mid-60s and I'm going, well, well, I'm smarter than I've ever been. I know more than I've ever known. I feel like I'm more confident and more competent. Life's not over for me. It's just a matter of what it is I want to do. And therein lies what Nancy was talking about, recognizing the possibilities that life continues on until you move on to the next phase. But there are many, many things that seniors can do. And quite frankly, I believe in this world that there is a lot that the younger generation can get from all of us Mm -hmm. based on our experiences that we want to be able to share with them. And it's important to recognize that you really do have something to give. And that's what AARP, in my mind, helps to focus on. Goes back to our 60th anniversary. Our founder, Ethel Percy Andrus, was a retired school teacher. And she found, I think it was one of her former teachers or colleagues living in a chicken coop because that was all she can afford. And this was a time when teachers were very low paid and may not have had secure pensions. And so her motivation was to help people have security as they age. And she founded the National Retired Teachers Association, and that eventually became AARP. She did this after she retired. She was over 65. She did it for 30 years, and she did it without a penny of pay. She did it as a volunteer. And here she's created this nationwide organization with tens of millions of members. And this was one person who decided that she still had a lot left to give after she retired. And she's affected millions and millions of lives positively. That's awesome. Because I think a lot of people think of when you think of seniors, like be inspired by what they did, but you can still be very inspired by what they're doing. I really, really have loved learning about all this. I end every interview with the exact same question. What has you excited? What are you looking forward to? Every day I come to work, I'm excited because we're constantly doing things. In June, we're hosting an event at UMBC with Frank Abagnale, the fraud expert, the subject of the movie Catch Me If You Can. So this is what keeps me excited is that we're constantly doing amazing new things. Every day is just is a delight. Yeah, and for me, it's really learning more and more each day about the organization, meeting people. I spent a long career in sales, and obviously meeting people is something I always did. And so now having the opportunity to meet folks from all over is something that I enjoy, and learning more about the organization and really being able to participate in many of the things that are happening is something that I I certainly look forward to. Thank you guys for your time.